Welcome to IdeaGen TV. Today I am thrilled to have with us Craig Cookson, Senior Director of Plastic Sustainability at the American Chemistry Council. Craig, welcome. Thank you. So great to have you on IdeaGen TV here today. And I know, I know because you and I have talked about this, that there's a lot of incredible plans for the American Chemistry Council. What are some of those for 2023? Sure. Yeah, thanks for the question. So back in 2018, uh, we as the plastics makers, the American Chemistry Council, our members, committed that by 2040, 100% of plastics packaging would be reused, recycled, or recovered. So we have a roadmap that we're executing on. So we want to see continued growth in advanced recycling and other systems that help create a circular economy in the United States. But I think one of our core uh, goals for 2023 is federal legislation. I mean, success really depends on the right regulations, the right policies. And we have a, we call five actions for sustainable change. And it really is a plan that number one, it's about innovation in America, right? Let's continue to manufacture plastics and other products that are key to the economy here in the US. But we have to do a better job of recycling, recovering those products and ending plastic waste after they've been used. And so our plan uh, really helps create a circular economy here in the US and end plastic waste. You know what, the circular economy, <laughs> that, that's incredibly exciting. And before that we get into more detail on that, I'd love to hear from you a little bit about what inspired you to enter and pursue a career in sustainability. And ultimately, how did you get involved with the American Chemistry Council? Yeah, yeah that's a good question, because I actually kind of fell into it. Uh, I had started my career, I was political science in, in uh, college. I, I was actually in financial services to start my career. I was a Series 7 licensed trader. I could trade stocks and bonds and, and options and mutual funds and things. <clears throat> And then I went back, I got my MBA. I worked for Governor Mitt Romney in his Washington Office of State Federal Relations, which brought me to DC. And after that, I was doing some work around digital advocacy. And I hadn't quite really figured out what I wanted to do yet, I think, with my life. And this opportunity came along at the American Chemistry Council. And so I think what I was really attracted to was, number one, was just the organization. ACC is a great organization, a lot of opportunity, and just has a great reputation here in Washington and across the country. And then also what the job entailed. It entailed a lot of critical thinking, problem solving, opportunity to be entrepreneurial. I mean, plastics are a great material, but I knew even though I didn't know much about plastics at the time that we use them, but we don't do a great job of recycling, recovering them after use. And so that was kind of something that was handed over to me and said, Craig, you know, this is a, a, a real challenge. You gotta help us fix this challenge. So I, I was really attracted to that. And it's, it's grown over the last, uh, I don't know, 10 to 12 years wow. and, and sustainability is more of a thing of course now than, yeah. than then as well. Sure. And so as you work with all of these other organizations that you represent with the American Chemistry Council, how are these organizations representing key drivers of innovation in America? Yeah, I mean, it's not 100%, but nearly 100% of everything we touch is a product of chemistry. And so our members every day are innovating on new products and new packaging and, you know, things that power our economy. I think, think things that you don't even think about sometimes like insulation in your home. Uh, think about the packaging that delivers your food fresh to your house and safe, right, and sanitary. Think about automobiles trying to meet tougher fuel economy standards or going to electrification. So chemistry and plastics play a huge key role and all of those. And our members every day are innovating. How can they make plastics and chemicals and do it using less energy, reducing their greenhouse gas emissions, using less water? 
um, and using less of our natural resources. So every day they're kind of thinking about how they continue to be innovators and, and, and not only provide products that Americans and others want, but also, um, you know, also do it at a, uh, with a lower environmental uh, impact. And so incredible to hear all of the products in, in the whole continuum. And let's focus for a moment on the circular economy. Yeah. So for our global audience, the millions of people that are watching this program on IdeaGen TV, what is the circular economy? And how is it related to your work directly at the American Chemistry Council? Yeah. So we think of our economy now, and the opposite of the circular economy is a linear economy, where we, we take, we make, and then we waste. So think about it. We, we cut down trees. We drill for oil and natural gas. We mine for minerals and, and metals, and then we make something. And maybe we're not optimizing our resources and being as efficient as we can along the way. And after we've used those materials, we, you know, for lack of better words, we dig a hole in the ground um, and, and dump this stuff in, cover it with dirt, it's a landfill. And then we go back and we kind of do the same thing. So a circular economy is number one, how can we do everything? How can we better optimize our resources? So we're using less energy, we're uh, conserving water, we're reducing our greenhouse gas emissions. And then after we've used these products, how do we recycle and recover them so we get them back into our economy right. again, instead of wasting them and taking a new virgin natural resource? That is incredible and thank you for that because I think it's important to understand what that circularity is. What is that circular economy? And so taking it a step further, yep. As you're collaborating with stakeholders from diverse backgrounds and perspectives, um, how do you approach this? How do you do that effectively within and outside of the plastics industry? Yeah, so I think one of the things I, I think that really I learned when I worked for Governor Mitt Romney was uh, we were down in the office, uh, I was in his Office of State Federal Relations, which is in a building in Washington, D.C. called the Hall of the States. And the Hall of the States uh, represents essentially all 50 governors um, there with the National Governors Association. And so you have an opportunity to work with, uh, with folks from all different governors, from all across the, the country, both Republicans and Democrats, on issues that are important to, to governors. Additionally, uh, Governor Romney uh, was a Republican in a state where all the federal offices, the senators and the, uh, the, the, the folks in Congress were Democrats. So we had to learn how do we be bipartisan and work on issues that directly impact Massachusetts together. So I think that's an approach that we take at the American Chemistry Council is having bipartisan solutions. Um, I think we all want to end uh, plastic waste. Uh, we all want to see lower greenhouse gas emissions. We all want to see using less energy and, and, and conserving water. Um, and and but sometimes, however, we don't always agree with others. There, there are... Uh, there are you know, different material groups, right, that are, um, you know, there's, there's paper and, and aluminum and, and glass. And, you know, oftentimes these materials compete in the marketplace. But we approach it honestly and, and agree on, on issues where we can and agree to disagree when we can't. But I think we, we approach um, every issue with, with that degree of how can, we, uh, how can we find some areas to agree on. I think that's an important part of, uh, of uh, success here in Washington. It sure is. And you've shown that in your career. We've seen we've had a front row seat to that. And you're you're um, a statesman in that sense. You're able to communicate across sectors, across the partisan divide. And so I'd like to follow that up with challenges. Yep. So in these efforts to promote and scale up circularity, 
What have been those challenges? Yeah, I think one of the greatest challenges is how do you, in some ways, disrupt or innovate upon a very entrenched system? Right. You know, right now we have a recycling system that was kind of came together around a, a small basket of materials. Your glass bottles, your plastic bottles, your aluminum and steel cans, your newspaper back when people read a lot more of the newspaper, remember the size of the Sunday newspaper. And so how, how do you innovate on that system when we've seen, number one, plastics become a material that was barely part of the waste stream in the 1980s and now is you know, 15, 20% of the waste stream today. Additionally, a lot of plastics have moved to flexible packaging. We see the old bulky laundry detergent bottle that's become a re resealable pouch. We see the old jar of nuts has now become a resealable pouch filled with nuts or snack mix. And so how does the system adapt to changing materials in the waste stream uh, is, is, a, is a big challenge. I think one of the other key challenges is essentially we have a really decentralized um, waste and recycling system here in the United States, not just from the federal government to the states, but the states and all the local communities. And so what we like to say, it's a little bit of hyperbole, but that there's essentially 9,000 communities doing 9,000 different things wow. here in the United States. So to give you a bit of an example, it's a PET water bottle. So in one community, they might be calling it a number one because that's the resin code that's on here. Mm -hmm. And another community, they might be saying, this is recycle your PET bottles. Mm -hmm. And in a third community, they might be saying, recycle your beverage bottles. And so that adds a lot of confusion for consumers, sure. especially when we have a population that's moving to different jurisdictions. And, and, and so there's a, a confused public. So how can we do a better job of, of creating some standardization um, and uniformity across the United States. And I can see that as <clears throat> when you're speaking to regulations uh, across the United States, that's what you're speaking to, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the bipartisanship kicks in, right? Yep. Because everyone has a vested interest in this. I think it's a, I think we all want to recycle more is a, is a real bipartisan right. goal of everybody. And so innovation. Yeah. Um, you're all about innovation. You pointed out all the different packaging materials in all the ways the American Chemistry Council and your members are helping to drive the innovation. And so what role do you see innovation playing, Craig, in advancing sustainability in your industry? Yep. And how do you encourage and support innovation daily in your work? Sure. So taking the first part of it, <clears throat> our members are innovating every day. I mean, just kind of step back next time you're food shopping and look in the, the area where the meats are, the chicken, the pork, um, beef, and look at the flexible packaging and think about how that packaging, and that packaging might be four or five, six different layers that you don't see, an oxygen barrier, a ultraviolet light barrier um, that keep the contents fresh. Food waste is one of the biggest contributors to greenhouse gas emissions globally. And so our members are constantly innovating on how they can you know, use less materials, but keep the product fresher for longer. Right, so it makes it to the table. We don't waste food and therefore generate greenhouse gas emissions. Now, that sets up a little bit of a recycling challenge for us because, mm -hmm. as I mentioned before, we do a good job in this country of recycling our plastic bottles and our plastic containers, not as good at recycling right. our flexible packaging. So our members are innovating on what technologies, and, and we call the, the technologies advanced recycling, that can take these plastics, different mixes of plastics, whether it's your flexible pouches, it's your tubes with hand cream, it's your small plastics that you, you know, uh, you know, wrappers and, 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 and uh, wrappers around candy bars and granola bars. How can we take those plastics, break them back down to their basic 
chemical constituents mm. and then rebuild them into plastics again and rebuild them into plastics that can go into food contact applications. So they could become that meat packaging again. So that's, that's really exciting. So our members are innovating on both ends, right? So how they design packaging that has um, more benefits in the use phase and then how that packaging can be effectively recycled after it's been used. Craig, that is just unbelievable. And I'd like to go a step further, yep. even further to ask you, what is a project that you have been most proud of to have worked on in your career? Yeah, I'd say there's a, there's a couple. Is, is number one, as I mentioned, advanced recycling. Uh, when I started uh, at ACC, I'd heard of these technologies that could take plastics and break them back down to their basic chemical constituents. And, you know, when I went out and kind of visited some of these technologies and, I, you know, and I'm proud because sort of learned about these technologies um, and brought them into the orbit of the American Chemistry Council. And a lot of them are members now working with us on how we uh, recycle and recover plastics better. I think the real heroes though, are the folks, the entrepreneurs that have been working on this for, you know, 15, 20 years to bring it to, to market. And we're seeing that commercialization happen now. So I think real proud of of being able to um, sort of help advance advanced recycling here in the US. I think secondarily, we've then had to educate policymakers about what these technologies are, what they do, their contributions to a circular economy. And so right now, uh, Utah was the most recent one. 22 states have passed legislation just since 2017 that effectively or appropriately regulates these technologies as manufacturing mm -hmm. and not as solid waste disposal. So that's very important as these facilities go and seek permits, better protects public health, and also helps them grow and commercialize. You know, and that's a testament to your leadership to understand what these, you know, exciting projects are. And certainly everything we've heard in this awe-inspiring interview today is all about that innovation and the leadership. And so metrics, Yep. how do we begin how do we begin yep. to measure and identify metrics and indicators on the progress in sustainability when you're tracking and reporting? Yep. How do you begin to do that? Yeah, I think I think number one is uh, I think just from you know how are we doing on optimizing our resources and being more efficient? And if we're more efficient we're gonna re continue to reduce the greenhouse gas emissions that we use, right? So that's, I think, number one, really core and important. How we reduce the amount of energy we're using, how we conserve fresh water resources. And then after use, how are we doing? I mean, a, a, just a basic way of measurement is how are we doing from a recycling rate based on uh, you know, our recycling rate of, are we taking this, are we getting into the bin? Is it getting recycled and turning into a new product again? And are we spreading that to other types of plastics? So do we have, not only more types, but greater amounts of plastics uh, being recycled. And, and again, and also growing the amount of recycled content that is in packaging. So that's a, a key uh, metric around us using less of our virgin resources and being able to take something that's already been used and getting it back into production. And we're seeing brands, uh, the US Plastics Pact, I think counts 100 companies that have committed, they want 30% recycled content in their packaging by 2025. And so our members are really pushing to make sure they're delivering that recycled content to those downstream customers. And it makes good business sense, right? Oh, definitely. So that's the, that's the idea here. And so thank you so very much. How can folks find out more about the American Chemistry Council? Sure, they can simply go to AmericanChemistryCouncil.com or they can look up America's Plastics Makers. 
We feature our change makers, which are folks that are doing all this exciting stuff. Everything from delivering clean drinking water to scaling advanced recycling uh, to, you know, coming up with new home insulation that, you know, lowers your energy bills and, and make sure that your, your home is, uh, is, is warmer in the winter and, and a little cooler in the summer. So um, you can learn a lot about some of the great things that are happening. Craig Cookson, American Chemistry Council leader, changing the world, sustainability leader. You are making a big impact on this country and across the planet. Thank you so very much. I appreciate that. Thank, Thank you. you, Craig. All right. Thank you.